With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is a Rocket Room production. Hello and welcome. This is Talk the Plank, episode nine of Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout. I'm Nathan Hirsch and I'm here today to talk some pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates are 12 and 12 after a series split with the Kansas City Royals, a short two game series sandwiched in between two off days. Yep, the Pirates are off today before their series this weekend hosting the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Pirates took game one, two to one, and they were briefly, for a second there, over 500 at 12 and 11. And yesterday they lost nine to six. Um, Tough outing for Mitch Keller in that one. We'll get to that a little bit more here in a little bit. Um, We'll start off with Tuesday though. Pittsburgh Pirates won two to one. Tyler Anderson got the start for the Pirates. He looked incredible. Six strong innings, giving up just three hits, one earned run. He struck out five, only walked two. The cutter was working. He was deceptive. And he pretty much cut through a pretty strong Kansas City lineup fairly easily and was able to limit the damage. Of course, after that, seventh inning, Dwayne Underwood Jr., flawless, eight pitches, got a strikeout. Eighth inning, Sam Howard got the hold, only gave up a hit. He struck out one in a scoreless inning as well. And, of course, Richard Rodriguez, who we may have to start talking about him as one of the best closers in baseball. I'm not joking. He's been that good. A flawless ninth inning, struck out one, only took him nine pitches. Uh, as far as the offense go goes, they just got enough done. Um, that first inning run, they were able to squeak by on a Colin Moran single. After a two-out Brian Reynolds walk, uh, he was able to advance to second on a pass ball. Colin Moran singled him in. And then, of course, in the seventh, with the game tied at one, Wilmer Defoe, hit a pop-up to shallow center that somehow dropped in, scored Kevin Newman. The Pirates took a 2-1 lead in the seventh, and they were able to hold that for the game. Um, a very strong piratesy type game there in the first one. Not a lot of offense, good pitching, solid defense, and the bullpen shut it down after, like I said, a really strong start from Tyler Anderson. So, it looked really good. Anderson thus far with the Pirates. I mean, the ERA is down to 338. He has looked really strong. That one-year $2.5 million deal looks like quite the bargain so far this season. And uh, 
We'll see how long he can keep that up. He's looked really good. In the second game, not such not such a good game, honestly. Um, Mitch Keller got things started in Mitch Keller fashion. This was another dip for him in the roller coaster season that he's been having. Um, two and a third, gave up four earned runs on only three hits, struck out two. But the big thing here was he walked five batters. Um, the first inning was pretty much a nightmare through 47 pitches in the first inning. I honestly, while watching it was questioning why he wasn't pulled in that first inning. Anytime I see a pitcher going over 40 pitches in an inning, to me, that is, that that's not good. I mean, you, you worry about injuries potentially, uh, throwing too many pitches in an inning, but he came back out for the seven or the second, excuse me, and um, same thing. Threw a lot of pitches, came out for the third again, a few more walks, and he was pulled after two and a third. Bad start from Mitch Keller. Um, you look at it here; he's had five starts this season. First start, only three innings, gave up three runs. Bad start. Second start. Looked good. Five innings, only gave up one run, struck out seven. Third start, bad. Three and a third, gave up seven runs. Um, fourth start, good. Five innings pitched, only gave up two earned and struck out five. And then last night, the fifth start for him this season. Two and a third, his shortest outing of the year. Threw a ton of pitches, walked the season high five batters wasn't able to get through the third inning, and uh, it was a struggle. We've been kind of having the Mitch Keller conversation all season, what to do. He's kind of the uh, – he's the guy that, as far as pitching goes, Mitch Keller's the guy Pirates fans want to see. They want to see him progress. They want to see him get better. He has the pedigree of a guy that could potentially, you know, be a – maybe number one, number two type starter in a rotation. And he's been extremely inconsistent, obviously. Some people kind of question the mental toughness. I don't know if I want to go there quite yet. I mean, sometimes guys are just bad. And Keller has been – he's been bad in three of his five starts. Um, thing is, this year, though, he's going to have a long leash. He's going to have time to uh, turn things around. The other thing is, though, you can't you can't have one bad start followed by a good start, followed by a bad start, followed by a good start. You need to string together some good starts, two, three, four, five straight starts of, uh, you know, five innings, maybe give up just a few runs instead of, you know, pitching a million pitches per inning and not lasting four. Um, I will say, though. I do expect Mitch Keller to kind of turn a corner moving forward for one sole reason. And that reason is because I dropped him off of my fantasy baseball team. So whenever he turns it around, you can honestly thank me. He's no longer on the fantasy team. So that should be good news for him. In all seriousness, though, uh, Keller needs to really turn it around because he is, he's a big part of the Pirates' future. And, um, you know, Pirates kind of need him to be 
the guy that he showed to be when he was coming up through the minors, which was, you know, top of the rotation stuff, an elite curveball, the slider playing off against righties being also really good. And uh, he just needs to control the walks. I don't really understand it because coming up through the minors, he did not walk a lot of hitters. So we'll see. Still, it's only April, even though it's the end of April. Um, He still has plenty of time before it's straight-up panic mode. Right now, it's concerned mode with Mitch Keller. I'm definitely concerned, but I'm not quite ready to panic on him yet. Um. You know, Pirates fans with their pitchers, they are quick to, you know, throw them out to the trash. They're ready to give up on guys like Mitch Keller. They did the same thing with Tyler Glass now, and we saw how that worked out. They did the same thing with Charlie Morton. Uh, We saw how that worked out. New regime, we'll see how they are able to uh, help Mitch Keller get better. Still really early, so I'm not quite ready to uh, pull the plug on him quite yet. We'll see what he can do next time out. But, yeah, the Pirates lost that game 9-6 to against the Royals last night. Um, you know, after after Mitch Keller, things didn't really get much better. Um, Sean Poppin came in for an inning and two-thirds, gave up two runs. Pirates were down 6 nothing. And uh, they were able to rally back a little bit. In the fourth inning, Eric Gonzalez and Jacob Stallings each hit home runs to cut the lead to 6-3. to three. Uh, Todd Father, Todd Frazier, hit a two-run double to cut it to 6-5. And at that point, it was the bottom of the fifth inning. You thought maybe Pirates could uh, hold the Royals, complete the comeback, but... The Royals answered right back in the top of the sixth and scored three more runs to take a 9-5 to lead. And uh, that's pretty much it. Pirates scored a run in the bottom of the eighth. They lost 9-6. to So 12-12 and on the year. Not too mad about it. A um, few things here. Phillip Evans for the Pirates. He got off to a really hot start, and it was looking like you know, perhaps this could be an everyday guy. Uh, perhaps, you know, age 28, he solved some things and was going to be able to be a, a really good player. Um, lately, though, his last 13 games, he has struggled mightily. Only six hits and 49 at-bats. And uh, the line doesn't look good over his last 13 games. He's hitting 122. 259 on base, 184 slugging. And the line total this year, still above average. He's sitting 235, 333, 407 with a 109 WRC plus. So overall, stats are still pretty decent, but he has struggled lately. I will say though, to me, Phillip Evans has been getting extremely unlucky, and it's not time to worry about him yet keep giving him the everyday at-bats. Over that span, those 13 games in which he struggled, the batting average on balls in play, the BAPIP, is 161, which that tells me, I mean, he's still he's still making contact, but he's hitting it right at people. And furthermore, whenever you look at Evans' uh, 
MLB percentiles. The average exit velocity is still in the 85th percentile of all major league hitters. The hard hit rate is in the 92nd percentile of all major league hitters. So Phillip Evans is still hitting the ball hard. Um, He's just been really unlucky lately. So I'm not worried about him. He shouldn't be worried either. Stick with the approach. Keep hitting the ball hard. And uh, good things will happen soon enough. So it's been rough for Evans over the last 13 games, but it's not time to panic quite yet. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, looking here, we're here on Locker Room, the live app here, and um, good stuff here on Locker Room. Pirates 12 and 12. The bullpen has been really good this season. And what I wanted to do here today was put together a little Pirates bullpen power rankings. So as it is right now, the Pirates have 14 pitchers on their current staff. Nine of them are relievers. And I'm just going to go down from one to nine. The uh, one being the guy that I most trust in high leverage situations nine being the one that I least trust the bullpen as a whole obviously has been great. I kind of outlined that uh, in the last podcast and everybody knows it. I mean, if you're watching the pirates lately, the bullpen has been the, uh, the strongest unit on this team. So here we go. Um, Current bullpen. So sorry, Michael Feliz, you're on the aisle right now. You will not be included on these rankings. Uh, number one, number one is definitely Rich Rod. Richard Rodriguez has been great this year. He's not given up a run, 10 and a third. Um, he has the highest F war among Pirates relievers. He hasn't given up a run in 20-something appearances. He's retired 31 of 33 batters, I believe, so far this season. Richard Rodriguez is looking like a top closer in Major League Baseball, at least thus far this season. And uh, I don't want to, like, talk about it yet, but assuming things kind of go south for the Pirates moving forward, come trade deadline time, Richard Rodriguez will be a very nice piece for a contender to add if they so choose. He has years of control after this year. And uh, Pirates could definitely get a few prospects for him. The only one little concerning thing with Richard Rodriguez is uh, the ex-FIP is 431, which is much higher than his FIP, which is 144. The BAP up against Richard Rodriguez is 045, which that is uh, – that's, that's not going to last. He's been getting a tad bit lucky in his 10 innings this year, but – He's been making good pitches and generating soft contact as well. So Richard Rodriguez, number one on the Pirates bullpen power rankings, according to me. Number two, I'm going to have to go with Kyle Crick. Um, Like Rich Rod, he has not given up a run this season. Also like Rich Rod, though, the XFIP is a little high, 453, and the BAPIP is extremely low, 056. That said, I mean... The results are the results. 
His slider looks insane. I think it's the highest spin breaking ball in all of baseball. Um, He's getting insane spin on it. Hitters are really having trouble making hard contact against it. The fastball isn't quite what it was uh, in, say, 2018 or so. Crick is kind of sitting in the low 90s at this point, but at this point in the year, if the Pirates have a lead after seven innings, they're getting the win. Crick in the eighth, Rich Rod in the ninth, that's going to be a win almost every time for the Pirates. So Crick is number two in the bullpen power rankings. Number three, he's new this season, Dwayne Underwood Jr. He has been legit. There's no other way to put it. 13 innings pitched. The ERA is a nice low 2.08. The XFIP backs it up. 2.51. His 0.4 F war is the second highest among Pirates relievers. He's striking out 13.85 batters per nine. Um, And with him, the BAPIP is actually pretty high. 3.5. 367. So he's been slightly unlucky, but Dwayne Underwood Jr. has been legit. He's been a great pickup by the Pirates. Uh, I'm not even going to lie. Before this season, I didn't even know who he was. Before opening day, I didn't even know he was on the team. He pitched on opening day, and my reaction was, who the hell is that? But uh, Dwayne Underwood Jr. has been legit. He was a starter in Chicago, and uh, sometimes starting doesn't work out, and you can still be an elite bullpen piece. And so far this season, Dwayne Underwood Jr. has been just that. So uh, I'm very, very excited about what he has to offer. Fourth in the Pirates' bullpen power ranking. So now we're kind of reaching the, uh, the middle reliever tiers. Rich Rod's obviously the closer. Underwood and Crick, they're the setup guys. Now we're in middle relief territory. And fourth, I'm going to go with Sam Howard. Um, Sam Howard has been great this season. One eight zero ERA, 10 innings pitch. He's striking out 12.6 batters per nine. The walks are still a little bit of an issue. Uh, four and a half walks per nine. But Sam Howard, the only lefty in the bullpen, when he's throwing strikes, he's tough to hit. The, the fastball. Looks great in the mid-90s. The slider is impossible to hit for lefties. Um, He's been pretty solid. Fifth in the bullpen power ranking so far this year. I'll go with David Bednar. Um, Like Howard, low ERA, striking out a good amount of hitters. Seven and two-thirds innings pitched so far this year. He hasn't been getting a ton of work, but... um, I would say I trust him more than, obviously, the next guy on the rankings, sixth, Chris Stratton. Chris Stratton has been with the Pirates for a few years now, and for the most part, he's been really solid with the squad. Thing is, this year, though, he's kind of been touched up a bit. Uh, Yesterday, last night, he pitched, and he gave up. Three runs, two earned, and two innings pitched. Uh, The ERA so far this year, 6.08. 
Although the XFIP is 3.16, he's been a little unlucky, but he has been giving up some runs lately. So he's sixth. Uh, normally, I would probably keep him fourth still above Bednar and Sam Howard, but those three right now, I'd say it's it's pretty close. And uh, I'll have Stratton a little bit lower at the sixth spot. Seventh there, we're getting to the guys that, you know, aren't really pitching that much. Clay Holmes, though. Clay Holmes, the ERA doesn't look good, 5.40. The XFIP, though, 3.03. And the F war of 0.2 is the third highest among relievers on the Pirates right now. Uh, 13 and a third innings pitched. That's actually tied for the most uh, innings pitched by a Pirates reliever this year. Clay Holmes has been getting a lot of looks. Um, He's striking out a fair amount of batters. The ground ball rate is really good. 63.9% ground ball rate. You'll take that every day. Um, He just kind of has a tendency sometimes to get blown up and uh, give up a lot of runs. But he's appeared in 11 games. Um, He's getting better. And, you know, I kind of talked a lot of crap on Clay Holmes early on in the season. Pretty much wanted him to be DFA'd, said I was over him. But he's he's been okay this year. Um, he definitely has the potential to rise up these these uh, fake bullpen power rankings by yours truly. But um, Clay Holmes, seventh. Eighth, Sean Poppin pitched yesterday. It was only his second appearance. He's only a uh, pitched three, three and two thirds innings. Walks are always a problem with him. Um, but I mean, eighth guy in a bullpen. It's the first time he pitched in quite some time. And, um, thing is 26 man roster, 14 man bullpen. There's going to be guys that, you know, they, there's, there's, there's some time in between the times that they pitched. Pitched last night, and the last time he pitched before last night was April 17th against Milwaukee when he made his Pirates debut and pitched two scoreless innings. So, Sean Pop in eighth. We'll see if he gets a little more work moving forward. And then ninth, I hate to say it, uh, he's kind of a favorite of mine, but the Pirates are obviously kind of trying to develop him slowly here it's Luis Oviedo he has appeared in four games but the last time he pitched was April 15th so it's been two weeks since he's been able to get into a game and I mean his first outing he looked really strong a scoreless three three up three down inning in which he struck out one his second outing he looked pretty solid as well two innings four strikeouts and he only gave up one run on a home run third third outing though uh that's where he ran into trouble only went an inning in two-thirds gave up five earned runs two walks five hits a home run and that was against the Padres and then three days later he pitched against the Padres again two innings pitched Gave up a run. Um, so 
he's probably last in terms of the uh, the leverage rankings in which, you know, he'll get innings against people that are – excuse me, there's some uh, fire fighters in the background here. But, yeah, no, with Oviedo, he's not going to get many high leverage situations. At this point, he's young, rule five guy that can't uh, DFA him yet, quite yet. They don't want to. He hasn't pitched above a ball. He's kind of a project, but um, he'll get his chances. It's just right now, not too high on the uh, fake bullpen rankings. And so he's last, but that's all right. I'm still excited to see what he has to offer moving forward. And uh, hopefully he gets into an outing here soon. I thought yesterday for sure the Pirates were going to, get him some innings being that they were down four runs late in the game, but uh, that was not the case. So we'll see what happens. Whenever you have a 26 man roster though, and a huge bullpen, you can go quite some time without pitching, especially when the starting pitching um, is doing as well as it has, you know, Tyler Anderson has been good. JT Brubaker has been good. Basically, everyone not named Mitch Keller has been pretty decent. Um, and I guess the Chad Cole slash Will Crow spot has been a little shaky as well. But Crow's only had one start. But between Anderson, Brubaker, and Cahill, who has been up and down as well, but in his last start was solid, the Pirates starters have been um, they've been tossing a good amount of innings lately. And the bullpen has not really had to work all that much. So that's why guys like Oviedo and Popkin don't really get the reps. Um, But yeah, that's one through nine pirates bullpen. It has been great. And I can, I I think it's going to continue to be really good. Um, Like I said, rich rod has been just near perfect this season as has um, Kyle Crick. Will they be perfect all season? Probably not. Definitely not. They have been getting a little lucky. They'll probably come back down to earth a little bit here soon. But all in all, I mean, just superb. Looking ahead here at the schedule this weekend, the Pirates will be hosting the St. Louis Cardinals, who at this point in the season – the Cardinals are actually tied with the Pirates. They're both 12 and 12. So we'll see what happens with this series. Um, Friday night, we will have JT Brubaker against John Gant of the Cardinals. Um, Gant has been pretty good this season. 20 innings pitched. He's only given up five earned runs. 18 strikeouts to 13 walks. The walk total is a little high, so the Pirates will have to be patient on Friday night. Um, I would give the Pirates a slight edge with that pitching matchup, though, with JT Brubaker. Brubaker has been the guy. I've been talking about it all year. Um, He has really emerged as the Pirates, probably their best starter, although Tyler Anderson is quickly – he's rising up those rankings as well. But uh, Brubaker has been solid. Saturday night, we have Trevor Cahill. We'll see if he's able to build on his solid start from last weekend when he only gave up one earned in six innings pitched. He'll have a tough matchup, though. The The Cardinals will be starting Jack Flaherty. Flaherty is 
far and away their ace, and he's been good this season. Five starts, 28 and a third innings, 10 earned runs, 27 strikeouts to just eight walks. The Pirates will have their hands full, and I would definitely easily give the uh, the Cardinals the edge in that starting pitcher, pitcher matchup. Um, so we'll see what happens. And then Sunday, it's not listed here who's going to start for the Pirates. I would guess it's going to be Will Crow again. I, I would assume that Crow gets one more start before Cool Chad Cool is ready to come back. Um, we'll see though. But starting for the Cardinals, let's see here. It'll be Adam Wainwright. Adam Wainwright. He's obviously older now. Uh, he's in the twilight of his career. He's pretty much owned the Pirates his whole career, though. Uh, we'll see, though. So far this season, though, he has uh, he's made five starts, 28 and two-thirds innings. He's given up 13 earned runs, 32 strikeouts to just six walks. He's been, he's been nice this year. The ERA is 4.08, but, I mean, we'll see. Pirates may have their hands full in that game as well with uh, Will Crow starting. Um, We'll see, though. 12 and 12 Pirates tied for second place with those Cardinals. Um, It's been fun so far this year. Chicago Cubs, they've been sucking, which I enjoy that. They're 10-14. They're in last place. You love to see that. Um, the run differential still does not look great for the Pirates. Minus 12. They've only scored 94 runs, which is, uh, it's, it's among the lowest in MLB. Um, the offense, like I said, kind of a little bit on the last pod, it's coming back down to earth. Um, you know, Brian Reynolds still looking good. Jacob Stallings, I'll give him credit. He's kind of bounced back to a little bit after a, uh, a slump there last week. He's um, he's looking better. He had his first home run of the, the season last night. Still walking at a tremendous rate, 16.4%, um, which is good. You know, Adam Frazier, he's regressing a little bit, but he's still hitting over 300, so that's good. Colin Moran, he's kind of just, uh, he's been good all year. And he's, it looked, it looked there for a second that he was, he was going to be sliding a little bit, getting a little bit worse. But you look at the line, he's still slugging 500. He's the only pirate on this team slugging 500 or more. And he's, he's slugging 500 on the dot. So it's not like he's, uh, well above that mark thing with the Pirates I mean the power is just lacking and um, Todd Frazier good for him he was able to get his first hit as a Pirate hit a double extra base hits 20 plate appearances so far this year Uh, just that one hit and he brought his WRC plus up to a whomping five so you can't complain about that quite yet that's the thing uh, some of these WRC pluses look good on the Pirates. Brian Reynolds, 129. Jacob Stallings, 117. Adam Frazier, 120. 
Colin Moran, 130. I already said Philip Evans, 109, and he's been unlucky. After that, though, some of these have just been bad. I mean, Kevin Newman, 31 still. Eric Gonzalez, it was looking like he was uh, kind of – it was looking like he was hitting well. His WRC plus is down to 79, although he did hit a home run yesterday. But he he's not a very good hitter. We'll see if he can turn that around, though. The thing with him, the thing with Eric Gonzalez is he's never going to walk. So either two things need to happen. One, he needs to be hitting – close to 300 with uh, not much power to be successful, or he needs to hit, he needs to start hitting some more home runs two on the year slugging 392. That's just not going to cut it. And uh, when you're on base is 263. That's also not going to cut it. Gregory Polanco. He's still hovering around just below average. The WRC plus is now at 96. The batting average looks terrible, 215, but he is walking a little bit. The on-base is up to 311, and the slugging is slowly but surely getting up towards 400. It's currently at 385. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the recipe for success with this Pirates team pretty much is starter – Give me five innings or so of uh, good good stuff. Two or less runs. Offense, you got to squeak out four runs at least. And then just send it to the bullpen. Let them shut it down. Um, moving forward, I'm not sure how confident I am. We'll see, though, this, this upcoming weekend with the series against the Cardinals. Um Looking ahead a little bit further, after the Cardinals, uh, the Pirates will head on the road. Tough, tough trip here for the Pirates. They play Sunday afternoon, and then they got to fly all the way out to San Diego and play the next day. That game will be at 10-10 Eastern, little West Coast trip to San Diego. They'll be at San Diego for three, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week off next Thursday and then they'll be at Wrigley against the Cubs next weekend um, all of those games will be day games and then they return home again for a slightly ish long homestand seven games they'll host the Reds and the surprising San Francisco Giants who at this point, they're tied with the Dodgers in first place. Both teams are 16 and 9. And, and actually, 15 and 9, that's the second best record in the MLB. I guess technically, uh, Kansas City still has the best record in Major League Baseball at 15 and 8. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Pittsburgh Pirates, baby. Not looking too bad. Mitch Keller, once again, he needs to get it. Get it going here. Don't worry about Philip Evans. He'll be all right. The bullpen's great. Tyler Anderson is good. See if Trevor Cahill can keep it going here. And um, Will Crow again. We'll see what he can do Sunday. I'm pretty sure, if I had to guess, he'll be getting the start then. Um, 
One last little thing here before we wrap it up. Kai Tom made his Pirates debut. The center fielder, the latest center fielder, claimed off of waivers. Uh, speedy, left-handed hitter. He got a pinch hit at bat yesterday, and he drew a walk. So we'll see if he gets some starts here moving forward as a true center fielder. Uh, you kind of saw yesterday... I've been saying this, the outfield defense with Reynolds in center is not that great. Um, Phillip Evans in left, eh, not that great. But, I mean, you got to keep the bats out there, so you can't complain. Um, Hopefully soon we get Brian Hayes back. Things don't look too, too terrible with that. Um, The wrist isn't... It hasn't gotten much worse, at least. But uh, we'll see whenever he's able to resume some baseball activities. I think here in a few days we'll be fielding grounders again, kind of uh, restarting the process that he started last week before re-aggravating it. But it would be great to get him back. We'll see when we get Chad Cole back. That should be pretty soon as well. Steven Brault a little bit down the line, probably still a month or so away from that, probably a month or two away from that, but it'll be good to get him back as well. And yeah, moving forward, we'll just see how long the Pirates can keep this going. 12 and 12 is nice. Um, They've been fun to watch. I'm not extremely confident that uh, they'll be able to keep it going here, but we'll see. That's why you watch the games. And, uh, Just want to uh, throw out there, too, I apologize for the last episode, getting it up a little late. The uh, website was a little wonky, but we still got it out there for you, and you were able to retroactively listen to my takes to see if they made sense. But thanks, as always, for everyone listening. It's, It's real fun to get this pod going here on episode nine. Hopefully here soon we're able to get some guests have some good conversations. Uh, we'll be looking to book some guys and gals, whoever wants to join. That will be fun as well, so you don't have to just listen to me talking by myself. But uh, I enjoy talking by myself. It's, it's not it's not too bad, to be honest, but uh, it'll be fun. Um, talk to Plank. Follow Bucks Dugout on Twitter, at Bucks Dugout. Also, follow me on Twitter, at Nathan underscore Hirsch, H-U-R-S-H. Also, I'll throw this out there as well. If you have any comments, questions, um, any topics that you want me to talk about on the show, shoot me an email at Nathan.Hirsch at Yahoo.com. I'd be happy to uh, hear what you guys have to say and uh, talk about it. Also here on Locker Room, if you... If you uh, if you're on the app and you want to talk, please, I would love to talk with people as well that want to talk. Thanks again for listening as well. We'll see what the Pirates can do this weekend against the Cardinals. I uh, I'm hoping that they can continue their winning ways, and we'll see. Once again, this is Talk the Plank on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout. Everyone have a great rest of their day. Let's go Bucks, and uh, yeah. Peace.